Tech is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome back to Wells Tech, everybody. This is episode 700. That's right, 700, recorded on Thursday, February 9th, 2023. My name is Martin Spriggs, and this is a show about technology and ministry and where those two intersect. Joining me, as usual, is Sally Draper. Hello, Sally. Hi, Martin. Happy to be joining you today. I listened to one of the first episodes of Wells Tech, and you used to say, my name is Martin Spriggs, and then you'd wait, and I'd say, and I'm Sally Draper, and I think we were just a little too uncoordinated with that, so I like the way you do it now. <laughs> yeah, it was timing over Skype or Teams or Zoom or whatever technology we were using at the time. Right. Not always that, uh, not always the greatest for that. So, but you were right on cue today, as usual. Excellent. So, so <laughs> and you showed up in your uh, seven hundred duds today. We are That's commemorating right. those of you that are watching. Notice that we have, well, we don't have, we have a matching logo. You have a, a different style. You are mm -hmm. gracious enough to send me a little present. Thank you. Um, a special seven commemorative logo that you crafted for us. It says 700 episodes. Can you believe it? 700. And we, did we, we've done yeah. this 700 times. Is that amazing, huh? I honestly, I can't believe it. You know, and if you turn back the hands of time to January 20, 2008, I wouldn't believe that we'd be sitting here in 2023 <laughs> recording this. So, yeah, but here we are. A lot has changed and a lot is the same. So we thought maybe we would take this opportunity and, and we're happy that our listeners bear with us as we take a walk down memory lane, mm -hmm. but it would be interesting to see some of the things we were talking about in that in 20, in 2008, sounds even funny to say, versus the things that we're talking about in 2023. And you might be surprised at a lot of the similarities. Uh, tech, we, we always feel that tech changes so quickly, but uh, that's not, I guess that's not always the case either. So uh, 700 yeah. episodes later. So we positioned ourselves at the intersection of ministry and technology. That was kind of our, our, our starting point with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, ministry and technology has had a lot of different flavors in 15, 16 plus years, but, um, but still some common themes kind of throughout for sure. Mm -hmm. I did a list, a quick list, and I didn't listen to the whole thing. I don't know if I could have taken that, uh, but I listened to a portion of the first episode, episode one, <laughs> just still out there, had to get out the phonograph needle and crank the, uh, the old thing up. But uh, <laughs> I can tell you that our audio quality has improved, which is good. good. <laughs> um, uh, the first one, I don't think we did video. Um, we kind of went in and out of video and now we're back again, but on January 8th, 2008, um, we introduced ourselves as being in specific locations that are different than the locations 
today, not by a lot, just a few miles, each of us, actually, I was in 2929 North Mayfair Road in Milwaukee, which is not too far down the road from where uh, we do business today. And you were in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. And I had for actually forgotten that. Um, yeah. Um, uh, you we had just kind of started at, your first ministry uh, opportunity that's right. there. That's yeah. right. We worked together at 2929 for a period of time, but weren't podcasting back then. I think we were just kind of learning about podcasting. It was mm -hmm. a brand new thing, 2005-ish uh, and stuff. And we tossed around the idea and finally got our act together to start off 2008 um, with a podcast. Um, by that time, my husband had been assigned into ministry as pastor at St. John's in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So I was podcasting from my home office, um, kind of uh, distance employee before it was a cool thing to do, mm -hmm. remote yep. employee. So, Yep. And you've been mostly remote ever since. Uh, there have been That's a couple right. times when you've been in the area, but, uh, but it's worked pretty well. Uh, one question that we asked back then, well... Before we get into the why Wells Tech question, one thing that I noticed uh, listening to our previous episode is we set a goal of 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> we thought, oh, maybe we'll creep over that this first episode since we had some explaining to do about why we were there. But uh, I can't count too many times where we've actually been under 30 minutes. <laughs> There's right. just too I much guess... stuff to talk about. We underestimated how verbose and how many right. uh, great <laughs> and that people hasn't we'd gotten find any to better. talk to. <laughs> exactly. All of that. Yeah. We'll blame it on our guests. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why Wells Tech? I think we talked about a number of things. And one of the th common themes was addressing questions that we get regularly throughout the week. We were... Uh, you at that point were in a much more of a support role and you still, I guess, kind of are, uh, but you were taking a lot of questions from the Wells tech community or the Wells community about these new technologies that were coming into our lives and, and how they might fit, uh, into ministry. So that was one, and I get those still today. Uh, so that was one reason. Uh, another reason we talked about was helping our audience kind of weed through all those technology advancements as they relate to, to ministry. And we, we try and do that in plain English. It's, I think it's difficult for somebody who doesn't live in the technology world to really discern what's useful and what's, what's not. And uh, you had kind of a firsthand experience there, as you mentioned in that first podcast where you were brand new to ministry and you kind of had to make all those technology decisions. Exactly. Yeah. Kevin was just at a seminary and we were um, just trying to figure out things, um, you know, and it was kind of a cutting edge time where Facebook mm -hmm. was new and all these different, you know, social media was just starting to blossom. Church and all management these software. Exactly. And, right. Big decisions. And so, um, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise that we were able to kind of tap into and take advantage of that. And I think one of the challenges then and now is that oftentimes when you want to start something new or get into some new technology, there's so many options. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we didn't always pick the top option, but we focused on things and gave people a place to start with something rather than having to dive mm -hmm. in and figure out even where to start. So yep. it was definitely a blessing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was just trying to focus on the beneficial things for reaching lost souls. It was all about ministry. Um, really, it's fun to talk about technology, but when you apply it to ministry, then it really becomes um, 
useful, I think, in our situations. And then the final reason was more of a selfish one. We're gaining feedback from our listeners that really help us in our jobs. Um, what are we seeing on the front lines? What is useful? What isn't? Uh, and obviously, we're not ever going to be able to to try every piece of technology in a real life experience. So it's really helpful to get that feedback from our listeners. And we continue to get that each and every week about how they've tried different things that we've never even heard of, or they've tried things that we've talked about on the show, but only kind of in theory, and they've applied it and said, well, yeah, here's the good and the bad. And that's super helpful to share with everybody else. Right. I would say if you were to ask me, what's your ace in the hole? What's that thing that that makes Wells Tech work? I would say it's our community. And mm -hmm. maybe we didn't realize that so much at the very beginning. But uh, through the years, the community has just shown um, brightly in, mm -hmm. in the things that we're able to deliver as a podcasting team, but through um, their experiences. What a blessing they've been. Exactly. So I thought it'd be fun to actually... and. You do such a wonderful job with our show notes page. We could actually go back to the beginning of Wells Tech and know exactly what we talked about. Not only do we have the recording, we have all the links and notes and those kinds of things. Notice some of the links don't work anymore, but what that's I guess, to be expected. That's the way technology works. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so let's take up maybe a trip down memory lane and, and look at those first maybe five episodes. So now keep in mind, we're talking about the beginning of 2008. Um, so uh, a few years back mm -hmm. and the very first episode that we ever had was really focused on, you guessed it, websites. Um, that was a time in our synod's history where a lot of churches were kind of struggling, I think, to figure out what a website uh, was useful for and how to do it and the best way to do it. And we had on the show at that point, Brian Schaefer, who we've had on before now a number of times, who is the head of Final Web, which is still our partner these many years later. And many of our Wells congregations still use that service to uh, to get their, uh, get their information out on the internet. So Brian is a super gracious individual. If you've, if you've never had a chance to meet him at a conference or whatever, and he has frequented a couple of our conferences or talked to him on the phone, um, what a pleasure to, to be able to associate ourselves with him. He's been a blessing to, to the Senate. Uh, he's not a, a Wells member. He started in a, I think it was a non-denominational church, and they kind of grew Final Web out of trying to meet a need there, a larger church, and said, you know, this this applies. Um, and I know he's learned a lot about us over the years. He's talked to many Wells members, and uh, hopefully we've been a blessing to him as well. So, And church websites are still a topic today. They are. Still the hub of our communication. I, I firmly believe that's I definitely your starting point, and you always want to point people back to that, even as you're communicating in so many different ways these days. Yeah, when you compare it to social media, Sally, it's really the only place that you have total control over what goes on it. Um, so you can uh, make sure that your message in all its truth and purity, as they say, is is right there front and center. And you can uh, make sure that uh, all the, the, the first things are the first things. So 
Um, mm -hmm. I also kind of noted in our uh, in our uh, planning here the picks. I thought that would be interesting because we've done picks since the very beginning. What those picks looked like way back then as well, and uh, I'm assuming that yours was always yeah maybe yours wasn't Most always of the first time, uh, but you picked Google Calendar still around. Um, and we picked it many times since I think, uh, or, <laughs> yep. or variations of it. And mine was password safe, which I think is also around as, as well, mm -hmm. although I uh, don't use that anymore, but, uh, that concern for security. So that was week one and we survived it. And I think it was uh, hopefully <laughs> useful to our listeners. I don't know how many listeners we had at the time, but, uh, it was, uh, it was nice to kind of, um, relive that a little bit. You know, that reminds me of a funny Wells Tech story, Martin. I don't know how many listeners we had at the time, but I know of at least one who went back and listened to every episode. Oh, yeah. There was one young man that was a high school student, I think in Appleton, and I'm sorry, I forget his name now, but he really geeked out on Wells Tech one summer and listened to all of the historic episodes. So some people do go back and listen anyway. They do. Right. <laughs> no, we two um so this would have been what the 15th something like that i don't have it up in front 16th, of me 16th it says 16th yeah. um we uh kind of focused on brainstorming and mind mapping as a, as our conversation topic which is interesting we haven't actually talked about that a lot since then although it's something that is still very relevant it's kind of evolved a little bit but a great tool uh and then we also had jim grinwald come on and talk about distance learning which was long before COVID, of course, and the ability to teach uh, from a distance was, uh, I think, just in its early stages. And uh, Jim was, uh, at that point, a, a fully active professor at Martin Luther College and the Wells Director of Distance Learning. He kind of wore two hats uh, at the time and then shared with us some of the plans for MLC's online education offerings and um, we talked a little bit about Wells.net University at the time, um, which has kind of gone through a few uh, uh, revelations or you know, uh, <laughs> iterations. different iterations. That's the word I'm looking <laughs> for. Um, so great. Yeah, it was great to have Jim on. We've had him on since, and he's still very active in, uh, in a, a bunch of different ways in distance learning. So he seems uh, like people are still doing that distance learning thing, huh, Martin? Yeah, they sure are. Yep, they are. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. Our picks that week were uh, Sync Back, which I actually had to look up and see I and it still exists, and Skype. Uh, and they kind of both exist. Sync Back is basically a uh, backup software. So that was okay. interesting. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. And then mm -hmm. Skype, of course, has evolved. Skype, I think, still exists to, to some degree, mm -hmm. but Microsoft Teams is its, uh, its big brother at this point, so uh, still relevant technology. Week three was all about security. Imagine that. Um, and we had <laughs> our coworker, Rob Benson, on the show, and I had forgotten Rob has been around that that long, <laughs> uh, and he's still concerned about security and still you know spends his days trying to to keep us safe. And um, so we talked about some of the things from a congregational perspective or an individual perspective that you can do. A lot of the things that we talked about at that point were kind of virus protection kinds of things. Still, still certainly relevant. Um, but Rob was good enough to walk us through some of those things from a 
from an individual and a, a church office, school, and, and home perspective. So kind of funny. Um, we also included a link to Snopes.com oh, to research yeah. internet rumors. And guess what? That's still a thing in 2023. Yeah. Thank goodness they sniff out <laughs> the silliness that's out there. Right. Exactly. Our picks that week were Scratch, which I'm sure was yours, and Still here. Uh, yep. Plaxo, which was mine, which is not. I had to, uh, to look that up. Plaxo was, a, I believe, was a contactless syncing service. So if you had contacts in Outlook and um, Google or Gmail contacts, you could make them all, uh, get rid of the duplicates and, and merge those, so. Hmm. does not exist anymore. Sounds like a service that would still be useful though. There must be well, others. Yeah. You can put all your accounts on your phone and see it all together there. How about that? Yeah. And then I get like three of the same person and it's you know, <laughs> not good. So still a problem. Uh, week four or episode four, I should say, was all about audio and video recording. We were talking about different technologies that churches could use. Uh, to record their worship services. And we were privileged to have uh, Harvey Dunn on the show to talk about copyright law. Uh, Harvey is a lawyer. He was maybe at that point down in Texas, I want to say, and maybe he still is. No, nope, he's um, in Colorado now. Oh, is he in Colorado? Yeah, yep. everybody moves to Colorado, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just saw him at the leadership conference a couple of weeks ago. It was oh, great I to connect him. with Harvey. Oh, yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so... Again, and still relevant today, right? Um, Definitely. Uh, you know, recording and streaming uh, are obviously part and parcel of, of worship today for many congregations. But along with that, copyright law and the ability to, to stay legal uh, mm -hmm. is something you need to pay attention to. For sure. Our picks that week were Audacity and Google Reader. Audacity still around. Google Reader, not so much. Badly. Uh, Google Reader is gone. RSS readers are hard to find. There are some around, but Google Reader is not one of them. Uh, there are other tools out there that kind of take its place. And uh, I think I'll have a pick for one of those in the upcoming weeks I'm enjoying. And week five was an interesting one. Our, our episode five, technology <laughs> for senior ministry. We were paying attention to... Uh, the growing trend of seniors using technology, mostly because of social media, trying to stay connected with family members. Uh, but there was a whole um, there's a whole segment of tools, and we we came up with a number of resources about you know what that looks like and how you minister to to senior citizens and what uh, what their needs are. And now we're actually getting a little closer to that class, Sally. We, at least I am. I shouldn't say we. No, I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah, that was that's a contrast of Wells Tech yesterday and Wells Tech today. Gee, mm -hmm. we were about 15 years younger. That's a long time ago mm -hmm. in my life. Um, I listened to one episode and we were talking about our kids starting high school and stuff like oh, that. Really? They're yeah. all married with children and everything. Life has yeah. definitely changed. But yeah. um, interesting topic, senior um ministry. I don't know that we've revisited that topic, Martin. We maybe we should. Um, we should. So I think there are topic. nuances to that, mm -hmm. right? Um, I agree. And Having I think there's a general fearfulness uh, from the senior community about still about technology, not that they can't manage it or use it because they've kind of, I think, evolved. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But just uh, the the dangers of technology that are out there, the um, the bad guys, so to speak, that uh, target that community. Um, so Very yeah, true. absolutely. So our picks that week were Bible Gateway and Clip Diary. Uh, we know Bible Gateway is still around, um, definitely. And I use that regularly. And Clip Diary is still around as well. I had to look that one up. Uh, that is basically a clipboard manager for Windows. So it will remember your history and allow you to recall or erase previous things you've saved to your clipboard. So good tool. There are other things that do that now too. So. Yeah, there's actually a Windows function that you can turn on where you use the, the start key in V instead of control V, right. the normal you can see your shortcut for paste. Yeah. And start V, it's really convenient. I am so in love with the fact that it shows me all my clipboard history. It's awesome. You would think that that would even be the default, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that control Very would, helpful. or command V would do that. So mm-hmm. any other themes as you were kind of picking through previous, you know, episodes or those or those single digit episodes that that stuck out for you? Um, yeah, sure. I think one thing that we grew into over the years was social media. Wells Tech mm-hmm. itself was kind of growing up as we went. Right, right. And I think we, um, you know, we definitely had time on Delicious. I saw Delicious mentioned at one oh, point. Yeah. That was kind of pre-Digo. And I really liked Delicious, how you could tag things and share and things like that. Basically, uh, uh, a tagging system to keep links and things mm-hmm. over time we moved to Digo and and had a pretty active group where people would tag things for us that they wanted us to see and now that's kind of by the wayside that concept of tagging however other social medias um, grew up in the process and one in particular was very near and dear to Wells Tech that's Pinterest we both just love Pinterest right Martin mm-hmm. yeah right yeah <laughs> Um, Pinterest was not Martin's favorite when it came on the scene. I don't is Pinterest he, still around? Uh, is Pinterest still around? Yeah. Check it out, Martin. Maybe you need to test that link, but okay. yes, definitely still around. Wells Tech still has a present uh, updated every episode. And by the way, that's a difference as well. Um, you, you made a special effort to say the next episode, but it was weekly, um, episodes for a very long time. I Mm want to say maybe the last five years or so we've gone to just the bi-weekly episodes, but for Mm -hmm. a long time it was weekly and, um, that served us well. And then I think bi-weekly has served us well, um, since we've switched. I agree. Um, um, Sorry, I'm still on a roll here. I'll just mention that our logo changed over time. Oh, yes. Um, And I put together a page with some throwback logo images. Um, Our first Facebook page and a screenshot of what Facebook looked back like back in the day. Um, There's even a screenshot here of the Wells Tech Listserv, which was our community (laughs) where people could email each other um, through, uh, I think we used Postman or something like that as a Listserv platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we use Google Groups and we actually converted all that old historic listserv stuff so that all of the history is in our Wells Tech Google Group. And then um, just more screenshots of the logo. Actually, I had logo apparel I had a, a logo hat. I'll just stop <laughs> here. I got my logo hat. 
and I have oh, a logo dear. hoodie that has wonder, that old logo on it as well. So we did it all. I should have collected all that stuff. I got, <laughs> got that all around. So yeah. uh, you made a little 3D printed uh, oh, logo. Um, I did. I, I hang that on my Christmas tree every year. Okay. Very <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, we, and it's interesting to look through some of these topics. We had one on podcasting, student management systems, policies, distance counseling, um, electronic giving, member prospect mm -hmm. management, Bible software, projection software. All those are still relevant. They've all evolved. Definitely. Um, mm -hmm. And we're talking about some maybe different things, but I would say most of the things we talk about that really have an impact on ministry are that same stuff, uh, just better. And, uh, th and that's okay. You know, it's, uh, it's important to kind of look at the new stuff, but at the end of the day, figure out what the, what the best stuff is for ministry. So fun. One thing, Sally, I'd like to, to maybe spend just a couple more minutes before we jump into the rest of the show is uh, we had a regular ritual, so to speak, or segment of the show where we did book reviews. And so we would pick a book, we'd read it together, we would talk about it on the show. Um, sometimes we'd do blog posts and, and do a little bit more in-depth stuff. Sometimes we even wrote a book. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting, some of the books that are here are, I think, still valuable, you know, to put on your reading list. Way back in 08, 09, the first book we ever did was from Clay Shirky called Here Comes Everybody. Just kind of an interesting read about the the, the social, I actually should reread it again, about the social impact of, of technology and um, how that's relevant. Um, good read. And then the next book on the list, The Hidden Power of Electronic Culture, How Media Shapes Faith, the Gospel, and Church by Shane Hips is actually a book I'm having my students read right now uh, hmm. in the midst of their uh, Enhancing Ministry with Technology course for, for Martin Luther College. Uh, just kind of a thought-provoking um, even though it's it's got some years on it now, super relevant even to today for how do we evaluate technology and recognizing that sometimes we're fond of saying it's uh, uh, the message uh, stays the same, the the medium can change, and you, know, you almost challenge that because sometimes the medium is the message, and that's kind of the point of that book too. That the technologies that you choose. Putting up a screen in church is not just uh, something that you should say, well, everybody's doing it. We should do it too. Uh, there needs to be some, I think, some wrestling with, you know, the the pluses and minuses of stuff like that. Or everybody's you know, on Twitter or whatever, you know. Right. Um, yeah, we read that quote, the medium is the message. I think that's a Marshall McLuhan quote yep. from like the late 60s, even when he, mm -hmm. he made that statement. And that has shaped me personally as I've moved forward from reading that book and understanding that quote a little bit more thoroughly, it, as I, um, you know, view the world of technology and ministry, I think that's a good thing that we always keep in mind and stuff. And and that's true of some of the other books that we've read over time. Some of them on the list, I don't necessarily remember in <laughs> such great detail, right. but a few of them, like The Shallows by Nicholas yeah. Carr and What's Best Next awesome by um, yeah. Matt Pierman, I, I constantly say What's Best Next. In my mind, that's that's how I process things and stuff. Yep. Um, 
yeah, there, there was pretty impactful reading when you kind of reflect back on it. Here it is 700 episodes later. Um, Atomic Habits definitely uh, shaped mm -hmm. how my day is, how my bedtime routines and start of morning routines are and all kinds of things. Um, little changes that have improved um, my productivity personally. Mm -hmm. um, definitely good stuff. I had a couple of them here still hanging out with uh, the post-quarantine church. Who knew in 2008? You know what? You can't see those, can you? There I, I see them. Um, in 2008, that would be reading a book called The Post-Quarantine Church and what a huge impact uh, 2020 and the coronavirus had mm -hmm. on our ministries and technology. Right. So, Last one we read was in the fall of 2021, the War A World Without Email by Cal Newport. Awesome book, if you want to read it too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we probably need a new book here in 2023, Sally. So maybe our listeners could uh, help pick something for us that they'd like us to review. Um, normally, it's something obviously related to technology, but where technology meets ministry um, would be, you know, or at least some application to ministry would be great. So if you've got some suggestions... Let us know. Uh, go to our show notes page where you find all this wealth of information that we've been talking about. Wellstech.wells.net. Send us an email, wellstech at wells.net. Two super simple ways to get in touch with us. Um, I noticed, you know, looking at the show notes page today, there's that little blue bar on the right that says leave a, does it say leave a voicemail? Um, we, we haven't had one of those in a while, so it'd be nice to hear, hear the voice of our listeners. And then we have all kinds of, or send a voicemail mm -hmm. and we have all kinds of, uh, social media connections, which we monitor regularly. Oh, there's Pinterest, uh, our good friend. Yep, uh, it's there. there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so happy 700, Sally. We and same it. to you, Martin. That's a lot. It is a lot. So Hard to count up. Going strong, I'd say. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I truly, I do enjoy this. Um, I'm a little happier that we only do it twice a month or every couple weeks. I think that gives us a little bit of prep time, uh, a little bit more energy as we come into the show. Gives us an excuse to go over 30 minutes because we've got so much from the <laughs> from the previous two weeks. But, Good thing uh, we have an excuse because we do. That's it. right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have one before, um, so. All right. So happy 700. It's been a pleasure uh, doing doing this with you, your great partner. Thank you, Martin. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we One of our, uh, I think, very relevant segments of the show uh, each week, each time we meet, is ministry resource. We try and pick something that is kind of a hands-on, useful, I can use this today, or I should consider this now in my ministry kind of thing. So what did we find this week, Sally? And, you know, Martin, I guess it would be interesting to do stats on ministry resources and their sources, because I bet a whole bunch of them come from the blog Church, Church Tech, Tech Today. Today yeah. And at one point on the show, we even interviewed the lady behind this um, particular site. I think it's changed hands now, but um, still very important, relevant content here. If you aren't following this blog, it's a good Good read. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing that they posted recently was the top 28 church texting platforms. And interestingly, we had a question from someone about church texting, and I was able to point them to this article that just came out. Um, 
This is for 2023. Um, they've actually put together a PDF document. You have to give them your name and email address to get access to that. Um, but they do walk through all the different church texting um, tools that they reviewed and have a, a short review here in this blog. And it talks about, uh, has a link to them and kind of has a brief description and things. If you do sign up for um, their PDF, it actually includes a, a really wonderful comparison chart where they look at, um, they state the price, they have links, they have um, pricing notes, and then they have whether it does contact management, mass texting, mobile keywords, polls, reporting, and on and on. So you can, you know, find the ones that have all the check marks in the list mm -hmm. and, and zero in on those or look for particular features or price points. And again, then they walk through each one and have the brief description and stuff. So very well done. And um Kudos to our, our friends at Church Tech today for yeah. continuing to deliver. That is not easy work to put together. Mm -hmm. A list like that, that is a labor of love. Uh, you don't just do that in an afternoon. Um, <laughs> one on the list, uh, Text Magic, is what we use in the Synod office for kind of emergency SMS messages. So we maintain a list of everybody that works there. And if uh, there is a reason that there needs to be immediate communication, um, we use that. And one that's not on the list, uh, and this is probably the case with many church management software solutions, uh, sometimes they're baked in with that too. So our friends at Concordia Technology Solutions have the Member 360 product, and that actually has a text messaging feature that actually comes uh, for free with the, with the tool. Um, I think there are some limitations, but maybe it meets your needs. If you're a member 360 user, maybe explore that and take advantage of that. Because I truly believe text messaging uh, probably has more impact. And I think I don't know if that article or that uh, listing actually talked about that, but I think it has more immediate impact and better chance of being seen. A lot of people prefer text messages over email or other forms of communication. So something we're checking out. Mm -hmm. Great find. So let's move on to our picks of the week. Ladies first. Picks of the week. Usual. Since week one, we always have picks of the week. And this week, mm -hmm. my pick has to do with formatting, um, particularly for me, Facebook posts. But this actually does uh, Instagram. It works with Instagram as well. Um, so it's kind of a very simple website. I'll put a link to it in my show notes. It's a, They call it Caption Maker from appsforlifehost.com and basically uh, you can put in text that you want to either add bold or italic to and then you can edit it right here on the screen adding those different um, flavors to your text um, and then when you're happy with the the way it looks, you can press the convert and copy to clipboard button and then head over to Facebook and paste that. And it comes in with the bolding and italics that you've applied mm -hmm. to your text. Now, I don't know a way to do that in Facebook itself. I've never found those kind of tools in Facebook. Um, but when you actually do that post, and I'm doing it live here on Wells Tech, I had this open for a while, so I'm not sure if it might have yep, timed there out. But there's the post I just added to our, our Wells Tech Facebook page, and it has bolding and italics in it. So if you're looking or wondering how people make that magic happen, because Facebook doesn't give you that capability, um, this is one tool I that I've found that. that will do that for you. <laughs> 
does the do the keyboard shortcuts like command or uh control i and b they don't work uh not that i can tell so if i type the same message here and highlight it and do a control b nothing, nothing happens it's huh. just plain old text so i don't That's know how but find. it's copying in like yeah. short codes or something behind must the... be yeah yeah Interesting. so I have enjoyed making use of that tool and thought it would be a good thing to share with our audience. Check out wellstech.wells.net for that kind of weird link because <laughs> yeah. it's just a little utility that's out there, but you might want to use it. Yeah. And while you're at it, go ahead and like our Wellstech podcast page too. I'm with you on that, Martin. Good idea. We're at 927. We'd love to break a thousand likes and we've got over a thousand followers. So Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, my pick of the week is a Chrome extension. This actually works, I believe, in Edge too. I should have checked that before I, I mentioned it. But uh, it is a UR, it's a Gmail URL Chrome extension, which basically allows you to grab a link to a message. And why that's important is in in I always kind of preach that in email management, you don't want to just use your inbox as your task list. Use, you know, put your task someplace else, but sometimes you'll want to reference an email. And a great way to do that is to archive your email, but grab the message URL for it and paste that in your task management system or your note system. So now you always have access to it. And as long as you don't delete it, I think maybe even if you do delete it for a period of time, you can get back to it. But just archive your messages like Google tells you to do, uh, get them out of your inbox, but you still have a link to that someplace else. And it opens it up to write in Gmail like it normally would. And you've got access to that content, but you're not having to use Gmail or your inbox as your task management or note system. So I didn't know these, I was, look, there's a way to kind of hack through it if you look at the URL and clip off stuff, but this is super easy. Just use the extension, click the button. When you're on an email, you, it, it copies it right to your clipboard. All you have to do is go over to your task management or note system and paste it in. And you've got access to, to that uh, URL, to that Gmail message. So this does not exist for things like Outlook and, and other things, but because Gmail is web-based uh, primarily, you can uh, you can do this. Uh, it's uh, this is also baked into some of the other clients. Like I think I mentioned MimeStream, which is a uh, a Mac based uh, Gmail client where you can kind of bring all the all your inboxes together, and it has a function like this as well. But this comes right right into your Chrome browser and gives you the ability to do that. So yeah. You just don't know what you don't know until you listen to Wells Tech, it seems. But I, I love this idea of being able to reference um, particular messages um, in a note system. That mm -hmm. That's really powerful stuff. I often try to reference particular Facebook posts, and that's mm. a lot more complicated. This looks like it really simplifies it for Gmail, so that's nice. Right, right. Yeah, and um, it's super easy. It just sits right up there in your taskbar. You just click a button. So Cool. Let's move on to community news and feedback. And I wanted to share with you a new uh, voice on the scene of um, marketing and that kind of thing for specifically for Wells and L's churches and schools. Um, Grace Ungmach recently uh, started a new e-newsletter um, and it's, it's geared toward 
I think, I think she even says, um, digital marketing education written for the called workers. So she's specifically talking about um, little small things that you can do, step-by-step -step processes um, to do better communication for churches and schools. Um, she has a page of her past newsletters. She just launched it at the beginning of this year, and she's coming out with them, I think, on a weekly basis. And so you can go back and read different uh, topics that she shared via this e-newsletter, um, things like planning a year's worth of Facebook posts in an hour are four components of an unstoppable Google profile. Um, and she goes on and on from there. Like I said, she's doing it on a weekly basis and it comes right to your email. Um, so um, really nice tidbits where she talks about different things, different components. She also gives you um, resources you can use like a content calendar template that you can use. Um, and then bonus tips and things. And the cool thing is, of course, she's available to consult with as well. So Grace is a, an a MLC grad, I believe. I think she's a vicar's wife this year and putting together this um, business for digital marketing specifically um, for Wells and Ells churches and schools. So if you're interested, you might want to check out the link in our show notes and just subscribe to her free newsletter, you know. Doesn't hurt to to get new ideas about digital marketing. Excellent, nice looking website too. Yeah, she put together some good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sorry, I got to remember. Um, moving on to a second piece of community news and feedback, um, we heard recently from teacher Michael Vlieger. He's actually at the school um, here in Mankato, Risen Savior Lutheran School, and over Christmas, New Year's break, he was playing with some AI uh, text generation type tools like Open. Um, chat.openai.com and I think there's another one chat GPT, GPT that's very chat, right? yep. popular out there right now. I uh, got a lot of coverage as this became more of an item on the teacher's landscape as to whether students might be using tools like this to generate content to turn in for assignments and so Michael just wanted to learn more about it. Um, he wrote to us and said there are some limitations and concerns. Its data set is only current through 2021, and it can't browse the Internet for newer information. In the wrong hand, students can write decent essays. I had it write a persuasive essay for why forks are better than spoons, an actual topic a student wrote on. And depending on the student, it very easily could have fooled me. Used correctly, yeah. it could be a powerful tool in the back pocket of a content creator or teacher. Um, and so... Um, he actually wrote a Wells Tech poem using this um, chat.openai.com. And I thought it appropriate on our 700th episode to have kind of an ode to Wells Tech. So mm -hmm. um, here's what uh, the artificial intelligence came up with for Wells Tech. Wells Tech, a podcast so fine, hosted by Sally and Martin all the time. They talk about technology and its trends. Their discussions never fail to bend. From hardware to software, they cover it all. Their insights and analysis, a standing ovation call. They bring in guests from near and far to share their knowledge that's never a bore. So maybe it was near and far. <laughs> okay. So, so if you're- that Southern drawl. It, it yeah, makes there sense. you go. <laughs> if you're a tech enthusiast, or just want to learn, tune into Wells Tech. You want want to turn. The hosts are knowledgeable and always on point. Their podcast is 
a must listen. Don't disappoint. So go ahead, give WellsTech a try. You won't be disappointed. That's no lie. You'll be hooked on their show. That's for sure. WellsTech, a podcast that will endure. Mm, brings a tear to your eye. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing, isn't it? You know, that, it uh, is. <laughs> I don't think I could have written that for sure. So good thing we had some AI involved. Yeah. That's a, oh. a little bit scary thing. I used it the other day. I was crafting a, I just, for out of curiosity, was crafting a um, new job posting for a position that, that's going to be opening up here soon in our department. And thought, well, I'll let, I'll let uh, OpenAI take a swing at it. And actually, nice. I couldn't use it out of the box but great seed material for a finished product. Um, so it's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, you may remember our friend Dana Kirkhoff. She's been on Wells mm -hmm. Tech in the past talking about school marketing, big focus of hers, um, and has launched a new site called Blueprint Schools where um, she has different resources and things. If you haven't checked out blueprint-schools.com, definitely go over and check out Dana's new site. Um, and they're talking about chat GPT. And it's actually her husband, Ryan, who's got a blog post out there and is actually doing a webinar, a free webinar that you can sign up for um, just to respond to the questions around chat GPT. And he says he'll cover five key components to creating a response that's proactive and productive. Some instructional practices and mindsets that need to shift, as well as brainstorming ways that it can actually enhance lesson plans, instruction, and student engagement and learning. So again, free webinar that's coming up next Wednesday at 5.30 p.m., uh, February 15th. So if you're interested, check out wellstech.wells.net. We'll have a link um, to the article and to the place to sign up for that webinar. Very nice. I think I may sign up for that. That's interesting. That is definitely... I don't know about you, Sally, but sometimes I read articles now on the internet and try and figure out <laughs> whether this was a human that actually wrote this or not, um, mm -hmm. which comes with its own challenges. So we'll For see. Sure. But uh, yeah, especially in the world of education, that's a concern, uh, both on the, again, trying to figure out what, uh, what this technology means. Is it a good thing, bad thing? or somewhere in between or a mix just like yeah. you you know having a tool like that in your tool belt to further along that um, job yeah. description writing is not a bad thing but if it's totally relied on maybe that's where we need to draw the line sure yeah well sally god willing we're going to do 701 in a couple of weeks and i'm excited about this topic uh e-newsletters been around a long time, but uh, we produce a number of them here on the Synod level, and we're going to interview uh, one of the gals in our communication services office, Amanda Klemp, who is uh, the brains behind some of those, and uh, looking forward to picking her brain a little bit about e-newsletters, their, their value, and maybe some tips and tricks, too, uh, as you craft your own, whether that be in church or school. I think they're still a valid form of communication. So tune in next time for discussion of e-news or e-newsletters. Looking forward to it. Yeah. 
Uh, that's going to about do it for 700. Uh, we will tuck this one away, get this published. And uh, if you want to see our snazzy new shirts, you've got to actually tune into the video. Um, can't <laughs> just listen. Uh, must be must be seen to be believed. Again, thanks to <laughs> Sally. Um, and thanks to all of you. You guys have made it possible for us to do this 700 times and uh, make it super enjoyable for us to, to do so. So without further ado, we will let you go. God bless until we meet again. Thank you.